I'm thinking to myself as I'm watching this week unfold and what everybody across the country is talking about, how Grace in Boston has transformed her life, Bo. It, it, it's been impressive. It's been remarkable. And, and you think of the ad agency that, that came to Peloton and must have said, hey, we've got this hot, tall backman track. She's so high. We'll, we'll pull all of this together. And it was all of this expectation and all of these things that we thought would come together and something that would just be brilliant and make Peloton stock not tank $1 billion. But sometimes, even though you want greatness, it just doesn't happen. And sometimes things are a bit lackluster, even though there's a big buildup to it. And just like Peloton's ad agency thought that this would be a good idea, well, things sometimes don't work out the way you thought they would. And a scoreless draw at the Classico is what we get. I was hoping this was going to be redemption for Gareth Bale. I hope once again in a big game on a big stage that Gareth Bale was going to show the world why he is so important to Real Madrid. And, of course, he was offsides due to a VAR review. And it, it, there wasn't offsides, but still, it, it, was, it was tough. I, it was still a good match. I would rather see that than a blowout in either way. This is about soccer, and as far as the match was concerned, it was a very entertaining match, even though it was a 0-0 draw. So I'm not going to compare it to... God, I still feel bad for that ad agency on that Peloton commercial. They must be like, well, dude, what? I mean, it was just... It's a harmless ad. Like, ah! I'm glad I don't have to work for ad agencies anymore in this land of social media. Well, I only bring it up to bring the analogy full circle that if the ad used the track She's So High, Juventus can say He's So High. Have you seen a header ever like that before? How did he get up that high? Was it like Hamadou Diallo lifting off Shaq in the dunk contest at the All-Star Weekend where you had a little push? That was remarkable from Ronaldo. He's, he, no, he's... Yeah, yeah, because he is an elite athlete. You know, the one thing I kind of irked me was as I'm reading some things about it, you know, people are like, oh, it's almost like an NBA player. Dude, Ronaldo's one of the best athletes in the world because he's also one of the most highest paid athletes in the world. They're not just giving him the money because he's good looking. Like, this guy is incredible. And my favorite little aside of the whole thing was his teammates said after the game, he was texting them saying like, hey, you guys want to go to the gym? I mean, the man doesn't stop. Think what you want about Ronaldo, but he is a machine. All right, so Europe is well taken care of. For now, we'll come back with some Premier League talk just a little bit later and also this Club World Cup talk. But before we get to this thing, I've just got to say I'm thoroughly bought in on this Monterey scenario. It was incredible to see them in the Club World Cup, and I cannot wait for the Liga MX Finals against Club America. We've got a lot in store. Welcome to Sound System FC, Lawrence Scott with Bo Byerly, and we've been waiting for this. Last time we taped was two weeks ago, and the time in between, there's been a lot of storylines throughout Europe and across the world, but when we'll get to the Champions League round of 16, we'll talk in detail about where that phase of tournament play is, but there's 
this period of time where we knew it was going to be a time fiasco, and that time fiasco involves the Club World Cup in Qatar taking place at the same time as the Carabao Cup, taking place at the same time as the Premier League season. Liverpool is not slipping. They're taking care of business. They were taking on Monterey in Qatar, who is set to head back to Mexico to take on Club America and what we will be watching, a very intense conclusion to the Ligia wrap up here before we head to the Clausura. Next time that we tape, we'll talk about uh, the second season and uh, will be the 2020 phase of things for Liga MX. But before we set the table for the Liga MX finals, let's talk about what happened with Liverpool and Monterey in the Club World Cup. This is pretty exciting stuff that came down to Robert the Chomper. Yeah, Bobby Chompers. Actually, what it comes down to is the fact that uh, even though some people want to talk about other goalkeepers, um, Allison is the best goalkeeper in the world. I think he proved it because there were plenty of opportunities for Liverpool to have to go into added time or penalty kicks, but honestly, like they could have lost that game. Um, he made a couple of outstanding saves. One of them on that cross, I mean, we're talking – I mean, I, look, it's a game of inches, right? That's uh, oh, so many stupid cliches. But honestly, if that pass goes through, Monterey scores. And I, I don't know if they allow Liverpool to get that goal at the end. I, I think at the end, Monterey was just burned out. The coach said, you know, it's just it was a lack of concentration at the very end of the game. Uh, you know, to take on the Liverpool onslaught. Look, they were without Virgil van Dijk. I get it. But honestly, this narrative of the fact that, like, all these European teams are so superior to the Latin American teams, you know, the difference between an amazing team and a good team and a great team and a bad team when you get to this level is very, very little. And that's what people seem to forget. It's not like a professional team playing a high school team. These are two professional teams. And uh, Monterey put on a great show. I, I think they, they did well to show the type of soccer that is played in Mexico. I mean, you see the stars in the league being moved to other leagues, even the MLS. But the team game in Mexico, the tactics, the strategy, the style and pace of play, I think sets them up for the ability to play with anybody in the world. Even though I, I do agree the talent level isn't there. Look, it, there's no Mane. There's no... Mo Salah, there's no, you know, these guys aren't in Liga MX, but the tactics, the style of play, the speed and pace of play makes Mexican teams competitive all over well, the world. Well, it's fun to see, and, and I wonder, truth be told, if Flamingo will be as competitive in these Club World Cup finals. This was a semifinal game. Yeah. And, I mean, you may have saw, sometimes like you see with the AFC Championship is a little bit better than the actual Super Bowl sometimes. You know, like, you, 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 you may have seen well, that mean, with this matchup. I wish there's a part of me that wishes there was more poured into this club world cup. I've, I've seen talk of like, this should be a every four years or every other year tournament. And it should be, uh, presented in a more, uh, in a, in a more marquee fashion. It should be scheduled to where the teams can truly concentrate on this. I, I find it so interesting because much like when college football was still in the bowl system, uh, well, a bowl system that people actually watched all the bowls. Like the fun part of sport for the spectator is the debate, is the constant comparison. 
And this is one of those situations where you get to have those answers. You know, I mean, Lawrence, I know that you couldn't even imagine a world where the 1990 Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets get to play the 1990 Colorado Buffaloes and we truly find out who the national champion was that year. But going back to things people actually care about, I I find this fun because the game is so different in each league, in each country. And yes, in the Champions League, we get to see the difference between Spanish soccer, English soccer, Italian soccer, um, and, and of course, Bundesliga. But, you know, this is this, the difference between Flamingo, uh, Monterey, Liverpool, and uh, Xavi's side from, from there in the Middle East, you get to see the different styles of play. And, and I find it super entertaining, even though it is kind of an afterthought. You know, I, I'm stuck on, I think the Buffs would, would beat the Ramblin' Wreck. I, I really do in that scenario. And it, were they running a triple option then? I think they were running out of the flex tell you, mode. In, in Bill We Trust. And the, the original bill in which football trust could be yes. put into. Uh, the point that I think is kind of the elephant in the room, bringing it back to the FIFA Club World Cup, is that it normalizes this concept that Real Madrid has gotten really hard behind the Super League. Do, do you follow me a little bit here? FIFA obviously operating the World Cup, yeah. maybe normalizing the concept that they have this tournament that's getting a degree of prestige. It's obviously being funded now um, through how other things are funded and bringing soccer to parts of the Middle East, and that's to, you know, take it to Qatar. I mean, that's 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 where the World Cup is coming. This may be a setup to that sort of you know scenario. Look, these these stadiums are here. We're ready to go for the World Cup. But I guess I'm also yeah, looking at but- this like it really may normalize the concept that FIFA could operate the Super League, and that could happen. But but the problem is is yeah. Well, the Premier League is too powerful. The Premier League is too powerful. Um. That's what it comes down to. There's too much money in it. They're not going to allow their product to be diluted by having this other league that's run by FIFA. Then the money, when the money leaves England, I mean, that's really Brexit. You want to talk about a huge financial problem? It's when Liverpool and Man City and whomever else and Chelsea is no longer part of the Premier League because they're playing in this. Super. I mean, it's that's not going to happen. Well, but hold uh, on for half a second. Here's maybe why it could, and a window is being opened by having dominance by the likes of Man City in recent years and now Liverpool. We're talking about what we want to talk about on the show as show prep going into this show, and we've both kind of decided that even though I primarily watch Premier League soccer and that's what I'm kind of following the most – we're not going to dedicate a lot of time to talk about something where Liverpool is so far and ahead and maybe on Boxing Day, if Leicester could do something that we don't expect, that this gets a little tighter, the race is tighter. Maybe the Premier League's outcome being such a foregone conclusion may lead some credence to that fans may want to see yeah, this European great, competition of the Super that's League. A, that's that's the case now. How long does that Liverpool team remain dominant? I mean, that's the thing about soccer at this level is a dynasty is three years you know i yeah if i was to look at it right I now i would that say and i hear uh, the, you but but the 
Premier League is kind of boring, but it won't be. And this whole world soccer thing, I love it. I love the idea of a tournament, but I, I don't think that this league idea, it's just, it's not going to happen because of money. That's the main thing. The, the Premier League and honestly, La Liga uh, is, and, and Bundesliga are not going to let this happen. Um, you know, PSG, since, you know, they are truly the uh, cart leading the horse, then, you know, maybe they have interest. Madrid can say what they want, but, you know, I sometimes I think Madrid, uh, Florentine, I think they love to just be contrarians. I, I think they just like to poke at everybody. Uh, and they like to think of themselves. They're the, they're the Notre Dame of world soccer. Like, they just like to just remind everybody that they by themselves are a massive brand. And they don't really need your league or your team or whatever. But in the end, it, it's fun to it's fun to talk about. Well, I'm yeah. having a blast talking about it, but it's not well, going to happen. Stability for Liverpool staying on top is there with Klopp uh, being rung into 2024, which is a great story in its own right. Um, then you've got not just the point that you're making that La Liga wouldn't want it, the Bundesliga wouldn't want it. What would the Champions League be? And I know it's a European construct, but what would the Champions League be if this Super League via FIFA existed? There wouldn't be, I don't say there wouldn't be a need for it. It would be the Europa League. It would be the Europa League. And then Europa, Europa would, would become be. the equivalent of Carabao on the European stage? Who knows? I mean, who knows? I mean, that that's the thing. It's just like, there's no reason to have this massive reorder. All, all, all I'm asking for, because I know they're listening, is for a little bit more prestige and backing and thought going into the Club World Cup, because I do find it interesting. Because honestly, if we have this Super League, like, who's FIFA going to have in the Super League? It's going to be played in Europe. It's going to be European teams. I mean, you know, do, are they really going to have... You know, Monterey and Flamingo or River Platte or one of these teams like go and be in Europe for six months or fly back and forth. I mean, that's not well, there's so much going on. So I mean, okay, let's talk about fatigue too. I mean, there's so much going on this week. And you look at the Premier League itself for the next two weeks, you've got that full slate of the Boxing Day games and the day after, and then New Year's plus the weekend schedule. I mean, you got like four different matches for the next two weeks to take place in addition to what we just saw with the Qatar World Cup in addition to this Carabao Cup and 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 it's to me I'm not saying it's it's total fatigue it's like the game of note this coming weekend in the Premier League will be Spurs hosting Chelsea that that that's interesting um but aside from that I guess I'm getting spun around and it's almost like we're making such a thing about Ronaldo's header at the top of the show for Syria to get any mind share right now you almost needed something like that to have just a highlight because there was so much more going on this week this week yeah no it, it's totally true and that's why it's like i almost have tunnel vision thinking about the final in mexico because that to me is at least that's a trophy right now i've turned in now i've turned into everybody else i just care about trophies so Let's talk about that, man. Yeah. That the trophy will be given Monterey, America, 
who who you got? Oh, I, I mean America, and and for a lot of reasons why uh, Ochoa finding stride. Um, you know the seed that they came in to the tournament with six was misleading, as you mentioned when the whole thing started. Well, Monterey's eight, so yeah. And then they got hot, and and then knocking out Santos, you know, created momentum, uh, and they had been winning, you know, uh, heading into the little league. I will say that the elephant in the room for me, and I invoke that one more time, is that how is some team supposed to fly back from the Middle East to North America and and be as effective as they would have been if they didn't have done that? I almost think that it actually helps Monterey because I think it gives them a sense of pride and it helps them solidify. Look, Monterey is a streaky team. The reason that they are where they are right now is because they have just, since the coaching change, they have just turned it on and they are refusing to lose. And so this is just part of the momentum. Yeah, they lost to Liverpool, but... Honestly, it was probably the best thing that could have happened to them going into this game because if they would have won and they got to play another game, they got to play a final against Flamingo, like, I mean, look, they would have still done everything they could to win that. But, like, this is almost best-case scenario for them. I mean, I think with, with America, and I like America, I, in, in from the beginning, they were kind of the team that I said would win all of this. Now, kind of looking at it, I mean, America – has gotten lucky on some calls. I hear a lot of people saying, uh, when uh, I talk to some of my friends about the games, they're saying, like, God, America just gets all the calls. Like, it's almost like it's in the bag for America. And, you know, they made the move for Ochoa. A lot of the guys on their team are getting old by Mexican soccer definition. Um, and so this is their last great shot. I, I don't even think next season they're going to be as competitive as they are this season. Like, I, I think this is their last great shot to to win a trophy with this team. But I do think that Monterey, now they have something really to prove. They went to Qatar. They were competitive against Liverpool. Without the great play of Becker, they should have won that game. And now they're going to come back and... I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna be in America. I think they they're gonna come in. They're gonna play fast. They're gonna be dominant uh, because they now have something to prove. Because the, you know they want to get back. They want to get back to this Club World Cup. They realize that with the coaching change and with what he's been able to bring on the bench, the excitement. I mean, these guys are really on a streak. And I kept on waiting on the streak to end when the league when the little league started. I was like. Well, they're an eighth seed. Yes, they've been winning, but like honestly, I just I can't see them making a run like this. Well, I was wrong. They have proven me wrong again and again, and so it's really hard for me to. Pick right, well, two two points, and I mean a little bit more esoteric here, but I will say it was three weeks ago, I believe, that the Chargers were doing that home game at Mexico City, right where Club America plays at the uh, Aztec Stadium, and. I, I get it on the Saturday after the Thursday night football game that some of the markers are going to be left on the field, like, and, you know, just deal with it Tommy Johnny style, as we talked about with Minnesota United during the MLS playoffs. Like, you, you, you know, football goes in the same venues as where soccer's played, and sometimes those football lines are still on the field. But then 
the full week after that for what was the semifinals for club. If I'm just saying this, if during the finals we see any hint or sniff Philip Rivers any longer down there, I I I I, I may lose it. It's hard to watch the game with the NFL lines over the soccer pitch. God, the NFL does a great job of ruining everything. Um, yeah, no, you're right. It, it'll be exciting. It'll. I mean, that's why both you and I love watching these games. Like, there's an unpredictability about it. Again, we were talking about the pace of play, uh, and just the excitement that builds on the fact that, like, you 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 don't know what's going to happen. You know, Pabon has looked great. He could really in the midfield make a lot of big plays that could that could lead to goals um you know you have venus on america you know he he could work well against this back line of monterey you know he's he's the he's gonna he's gonna be kind of like mueller he's gonna be a, a space investigator maybe and uh find that area where he can poach some goals it, it's nice to have this happen now um, and, and again, I think that they're actually going to get momentum from the loss against Liverpool and the fact that it's a two leg, I think also helps, um, uh, because, you know, they can actually put out a plan for 180 minutes instead of having a plan for 90 minutes. Well, okay. I, and, I, that's uh, fair. And, and the time period then between the two games is like three days and you know, the, the rest will be there enough, but I can just tell you from preseason NBA china trips like the, the teams not like just the people that go along for the trips i mean like but the the teams come back and underperform it's it's a hard set of hours to readjust from within a week and 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 this is not exactly a week is it that that yeah maybe maybe it'll be about a week it'll be about a week and like it's it's just it'll be it'll be, it'll be well you got it'll be exact it'll be wednesday to thursday you know so it's a week plus a day but you do have to fly back, and so you know that's from from Qatar to Mexico City. That's probably a you know fourteen fifteen hour flight. That's not easy. Luckily, they're not an MLS team. They're not in coach oh, on United. Oh, that, that 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 burns. All right, do we do we do Champions League on the other side? Because we're back to talking about Liverpool. Let, let's do it. Yeah, dude, I'm so sick about talking about Liverpool, but it is the Champions League. Welcome back to Sound System FC. Hey, you know what we haven't talked about? Liverpool. Oh, yeah. Uh, honestly, we have, but yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, but let's talk about Champions League, the round of 16. It has been drawn. It has been decided. Lawrence, we got a couple of, well, they're all going to be great matchups. I think what's interesting to me, just the first thing that jumps off the page is the fact that Valencia and Spurs are going to get to the round of eight. I mean, you know, Valencia is playing Atalanta. Uh, the Spurs are playing uh, RB Leipzig. I mean, yes, they are doing well in Bundesliga, but I think the the special one is going to deliver the wins they need to move on. So there's two teams in the round of eight. That only leaves six spots left. W- what are you seeing? What are you seeing with, with Chelsea Byron? What do you, what do you think is... Is this Lampard's time? Or? Uh, they have done very well this season in the Premier League. They they have some rocky roads ahead of them. Um, some of the 
youth is looking a bit like inexperienced now as these seasons unfold. I saw Hudson Adoy do some pretty head scratching things recently and watching a Premier League game. And I'm just thinking, well, Bayern Munich, it's been rocky. Uh, it's their, their, their Bundesliga has not been what they're accustomed to, but this is where they will shine. And Chelsea just may simply be too young here to be doing what they kind of need to be doing. That's concentrating on uh, success in the Premier League right now, because if they want to do this again, they got now Tottenham on their heels. I mean, this, this four or five battle coming up in the Premier League this coming weekend, that's nice. That's, that's really nice to see. I, I, I think maybe to be completely honest, Chelsea's youth is just going to show what it exactly is a, a young team that's going to be exciting and is going to do it and is going to gain a lot of experience, but it may just be too young to be successful to take out Bayern Munich. That, that wouldn't, you know, that wouldn't surprise you um, if they did do something amazing because of the amount of talent they have, but it just doesn't seem likely. The PSG uh, Dortmund matchup, you know, you, you were highest on PSG, if I remember correctly, heading into Champions League. I'm still high on PSG. Yeah, I'm still high on PSG, and I'm not very high on Dortmund. Um, look, this is all they're built to do is win Champions League games. It would be catastrophic for PSG to lose these matches. I mean, everybody's close to healthy. Everybody's looking good. They're playing well in the French League. They've done well, you know. They beat Madrid. They tied Madrid in their group stage. This is their this is theirs to win, at least for now. At least for now, they beat Dortmund. I don't see that being a problem. Uh, you know, the the one I find interesting. Well, I find a couple interesting, of course. I want to talk about Real Madrid and Man City, but Atletico Madrid, Liverpool, Lawrence. What is what's your initial reaction to that? Well, I mean, Liverpool keep rolling. And, and 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 maybe in this case it's going to be like tighter than you would think it should be um because you know but at some point this has to stop at some point this has to stop i mean just like man city has we're going to say man city stopped just to help me with this whole path i'm going down even though man city is still like the third best team in the world or whatever but i think atletico madrid is the team that can beat Liverpool. It's and I think after watching the Monterey game, not to go back to that, but like yeah, Atletico can come out, they can defend, they can stop. They need to score goals, uh which is always Atletico's problem, but giving up goals is not their problem. With Old Black and that back line and the way Simeone really just, you know, parks the bus, honestly, like these are the games that Liverpool can lose. I see Atletico Madrid as the worst matchup possible for Liverpool out of this entire group. Interesting. Uh, the Diego Costa factor. What, what, what will that be in this? Well, somebody has to score. I mean, I love Costa at some point. You know, he's either going to... Here we go. Here's, a, here's another super hot Stephen A. take. He's either going to perform or disappear. Like, yeah, of course, he's going to do one or the other. But there's a part of me that thinks that this is when Costa says and shows that don't sleep on him. He can still come out and score. And I know he'd love to score against Liverpool. 
You know, I know he hated his time at Chelsea, but I know that he wants to show all those English fans that they didn't get to see 100% Diego Costa. And, you know, he plays with that edge. He plays with that that chip on his shoulder. And maybe this is the matchup, unless, of course, he was to play Chelsea. I think this is the matchup that gets him fired up enough to make those plays. And then you have Felix, who, you know, the bright lights, I don't think are good. The, the, the kid has proven that nothing intimidates him. I think he can come out and also work against this back line of Liverpool. Their, Liverpool's back line is, is so good, of course, with Virgil van Dijk. Um, but I think a lot of times they press too much. And, you know, that counter coming through with, with Felix or Costa, Murata, I think they can steal a goal. And it, that's that may be all they need. They steal a goal here. They steal a goal there. All Black shuts them down. I, I, I can, you know, Liverpool's still the favorite. Even in my mind, I would bet on Liverpool if it was a straight-up bet. But there's... I still think this is the matchup in which Liverpool loses. Out of all the other matchups it could have possibly been, this is the biggest scare for Liverpool. That is a legitimate and real take, and that is one of the two headliners in this group of 16, as now you also look at Real Madrid, Man City, as you alluded to. And, I mean, it, in reality, that that's the clash of heavyweights who have taken their punches this year in their own given leagues, but now in this the rubber hits the road, something has to give. That give will probably see Real Madrid through, if I had to guess. Oh, I like that. I like that. You're finally coming around to Spanish soccer. Um, yeah, I always wonder if Madrid is a victim of bad press or bad play because I see a team that's done fairly well. Um, everybody else sees a team that's on the brink of disaster. Um, yeah, they lost to PSG, but a group stage, a group stage, <laughs> a group stage Champions League game is a little bit different than the knockout round. And if there's one thing all of these players on Madrid know how to play, it's a knockout round game. And if there's one thing that the guys on Man City know how to choke at, it's a knockout round game. So this will be interesting to see because. I do think Man City is a is a, just an amazingly talented team. And I think Pep has proven over and over again his ability to change his process enough to turn each team into a winner but have their own personality. I mean, this Man City team is, of course, different than the Byron teams, different than the Barcelona teams. But in the end, I think that Madrid is a much better team than everybody's given them credit for. I mean, if you would, if you just listen to the press in Spain, and honestly, most of the football sporting press, which you know makes me think of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, <laughs> and you know the the sporting press, but you would think that Real Madrid is a complete dumpster fire, and they're not. They were the most dominant team in the world when they had Ronaldo. Now, granted, they don't have Ronaldo, and we talked earlier about what an amazing athlete he is, but soccer is a team sport. And unlike the NBA or other leagues of team sports where one player can really elevate or the loss of one player can really diminish a team, in soccer it takes a lot more than that. Because if it was just all about one player, if one player really had that much say in how things went, 
Barcelona would be beating everybody badly all the time. But you have 10 other guys on the on the field. And I, I think that rings true with Madrid. Yes, they don't have Ronaldo anymore, but they still have all the other pieces. And I really had my issues with Catois, and mostly it was because, I mean, I could admit my own personal bias because I really like Kaylor Nevis. But after seeing the way he played the other day, the header, which was amazing against Valencia that almost went in, but also the amazing saves he made against Valencia, this team is starting to really gel. And to not lose Classico shows me that, you know, this team is no longer the team that we saw last year that would just give up on themselves and lose games. And I think they're going to beat Man City. I'm surprised that you agree with me. Um, but yeah. but we'll see. You know, I, 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 of course, want the dominance of Spanish soccer once again. I want to see Liverpool and Man City sent home in the in the first round. But uh, we'll, we'll see if that I mean, happens. in looking at it objectively, to, to say that injured defense... Never objective, by the way. <laughs> an injured Man City defense has led to it being a lackluster defensive effort this season and that that's a fact without Kevin De Bruyne I, I have no earthly idea what would even be happening out there for Man City I mean he he is controlling and creating so much and 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 dictating so much of the pace and then the way that they're going to have any kind of attack, be it from a set piece or when they're in motion or even getting back on some sort of counterattack. I mean, he, he has been it all season long for Man City. And, and you think through the injury he had had the, the season before, like they didn't seem to be as out of sorts as they would obviously be if he wasn't playing this year. This year, they're really yeah, leaning too- on him. We're two months away. I feel like we're on the Paul Feinbaum show in, in mid-June talking about what's going to happen in September <laughs> with, with the SEC. Like We're two months away from these games. Man City can fix a lot of problems. Guys can get a lot better. Their, their fitness, I always love the word fitness. Yeah. Oh, their fitness level. Could you imagine... Could you imagine hearing Bob Costas talk about somebody's fitness? Well, it's level a it's a funny word game. to us because health is basically the synonym they're using. But 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 fitness it seems like a you know like a Denise Austin tape or something. Somebody in a <laughs> <laughs> Denise Austin. Oh my God! This is why soccer is on all the time. If everybody wants to know why soccer's on all the time, it's because when I was growing up, do you know what ESPN showed until six o'clock at night? Sports Center and Denise Austin. And what was the other workout video with the guy? What was? Oh my God! What was the other? Oh, workout oh video? yeah, it was after Denise the, Austin. Not yeah, I know, I know what you- with the crazy looking guy with like the he was like he was very European. Did he have the funny hair, oh, sort of like Slim like, Good Body? Yeah, God, what was that? Oh, my God, what was that? Well, at least you didn't God, see his organs remember. on a unitard or whatever. The thing. <laughs> I'm surprised. Well, maybe we are emotionally uh, harmed because of the television we had to watch as children. But I'm so glad that when my kids are home during the day that there's at least always a soccer game on and we don't have to watch Oh, the the choice is remarkable now. I mean, I guess that's too why, as we talked throughout this entire show, and I mean, I you know, as as we're obviously winding up here by not going so deep into Barcelona, Napoli, or uh, Lyon, Juventus uh, as the other 
two matchups that we hadn't talked about. But as we kind of just talk about just the general opportunity to watch so many different types of things with ESPN Plus streaming those Carabao Cup games. I mean, and I I watched, you know, the the, the shootout yesterday, uh, Leicester and, uh, you know, Everton, and that was interesting. And then caught a bit of, uh, you know, Man U rolling in, in their Carabao Cup and Ole needs a trophy i mean this would be a good one to try to get you know um but it's just like that's on on the on a given wednesday champions league we've we've had a good taste of the past couple of weeks as they got to this round of 16 and then you've got just the seasons playing out and then the club world cup it it, it just seems like a lot but it's nice that it is all televised because in the past you'd go just yes. look for a score I want to remind on the everybody. Oh, my God. I want to remind everybody what a hellish landscape it was 20 years ago when there was nothing on TV, when the Iowa Barnstormers playing arena football was the most exciting thing going on TV, or Steve Miserak mm. and the... Uh, and, the spider uh, lady, Jeanette Lee. That's right. These videos will teach you anything you want except how to beat me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just the pool. Oh, my God. The greatest... Okay. I don't I don't know how we decide what to end on, but I'm I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go with there's a Mr. Show okay. sketch where Bob Odenkirk plays a professional pool player and the sketch is the promotional video for you to buy the playing pool. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I faintly it's, remember that. Oh I know you were a huge oh Mr. God. Show fan. You got me into it. bus crash of 1939. Look, to our seven, eight, maybe ten listeners out there, or 10,000, yeah, go find, just go Google Mr. Show pool playing and enjoy. And and just know that that is my gift, my holiday gift, my my Hanukkah gift, my Christmas gift, my Kwanzaa gift to you is the gift of Mr. Show, the gift that keeps on giving. Well, as everyone knows, we have been obviously schooled in the Tom Amansky school of podcasting. So the fundamentals are very strong. So let's just end it on that. Fred McGriff with that stupid hat. Oh, my God. Okay, now we're going to have to end on Fred McGriff's hat in the Tom Amansky video. Just think about that, the crime dog. For Bo Byerly. For Lawrence Scott. <laughs> and for Fred McGriff's hat. We say thank you for joining us on this edition of Sound System FC.